Des, how's it going? Hello. Terrible. Well, what's the problem, Justin? I don't know. Let us and the listeners know. I woke up this morning. Fuck. Again? (laughs) I know. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm so tired of it. (laughs) I know you've been working on that. I've noticed that, you know, the... uh, the beer and the diet that you've been, you know, just nothing but fried food. <laughs> I'm practicing holding my breath longer and longer. One of these days <laughs> I won't have to do it anymore. <laughs> but, nah, I'm having a good day. I'm glad to hear that. I didn't do anything today. Nah. I watched Netflix all day long. It was great. What would you watch? I watched Ted, Be- Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, that's good, man. Man, that's really, awesome. Did you guys really, finish it? Yeah, no, I finished it. I finished it yeah. like right before I got here. It was really good. I, we, uh, Lynn and I watched the first episode the other night, and uh, I enjoyed it. What a fucking weirdo that guy was. Huh? It only gets worse. Oh, yeah, wait till you see. Yeah, he's yeah. into like necrophilia. and like So I ended up, you know, I watched the entire series last night, uh, one, two, three, and four. So about four or five hours worth of Ted Bundy tapes. Cronin, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you in a little bit. We sure are. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so I ended up like Wikipedia and something for something, and had to just find. I, I was looking for for more information that wasn't on the show. It said that he was uh, he was so far into necrophilia, you know, he'd hide those bodies up in the mountains, and it wasn't until putrefaction set in that he would stop fucking them. Oh, now, I didn't know that. Oh. Now, do you guys wow. know what putrefication is? Because I didn't. I had to click on the link to putrefication to find out what that was. Is it like petrification? Decom- yeah. De- uh, I would imagine de- the de- decomposing it's body. closer to de- uh, decomposition. Hmm. It's level five of the five stages of death. Uh, and it's essentially when your organs have liquefied uh, and your skin has turned green and blue and is falling off of your bones. And you're basically a pool of jelly. Uh, it's after rigor mortis. All the, the other four are all mortises. I don't know what they all are. Rigor was the one I had heard of. Sure. But but then comes putrefaction, and it's, yeah, uh, it's essentially when your body is just jelly. And he would go up into the woods and and fuck these dead girls until putrefaction set in. That's and gross. that's really, really bad. Awesome. And that guy seems so normal. And, like, I'm watching him kind of rooting for him at first because he's very charismatic and shit. And I'm like, no, you are insane. He's not one of those guys when you look at him like, oh, yeah, that guy's a killer. That guy kills no. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see Zac Efron's uh, movie. It looked, oh, yeah. He looks exactly like him. It's Does so, he really? Yeah. I haven't seen any previews for it. I knew oh, that he was doing dude. it. but Weird that there's uh, both of these movies or, or that show and the movie is coming out right around the same time. Uh, well, that was a pleasant way to start the show. Well, I'll, I'll just show you a picture, <laughs> Jeff, and you're going to be yeah. like, that's not. It looks, he, he, it looks just like him. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I just watched a documentary on him yesterday. I'm pretty familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Which I watched four and a half hours of him yesterday. Jeff's now the resident expert That's on right. uh, Ted Bundy. <laughs> so if you have your serial killer questions, uh, send them in to Jeff, and he will. Only about Bundy. Bundy. And uh, Dahmer. Yeah. That one just turns me on. I like reading about it. <laughs> That's not true. So fucked up. <laughs> Holy shit. That's Efron. Yeah, yeah, wow. They did a yeah. good job. Yeah, that's him, all right. Him look like <laughs> I, was, I was reading about uh, everything, or the movie on the way here, or on the way, um, no, not on the way here. Like while right you were before, driving right, here, right before, you were right reading right before up I, <laughs> Right before I left, and he, all the critics that have seen it just said it's the best performance of his career. 
Uh, it's award-winning. It's going to be a great movie. What other performances has he had that were good? I, I don't know. I know uh, the name, but I couldn't tell you anything else he's I don't in. know that I've ever seen a movie with him in it. Baywatch? Have you seen Baywatch? I have not. Uh, one you guys always give me shit about. Uh, Neighbors? Neighbors. He was in that? Yeah, he I was the know. main guy Oh, he Neighbors. was the dick in Neighbors? Yeah. Oh, that guy. All right. The, like, really fucking yeah, no, cut uh, up one. Yeah. yeah, the good-looking. Yeah, uh, that was yeah, one preppy. thing. One yeah. of the things All that right. people didn't like about it is that I guess he takes his shirt off at some point, and they're like, you're making a serial killer Sexy. Sexy, yeah. But everybody says that about Bundy. You know, like, man, he's really good-looking. When you watch the show, I mean, they repeat it over and over again. Everybody yeah. did. Males, females, whatever, they're just like, yeah, he was a good-looking guy. It, no in, the, in the trial in which he's condemned to death, uh, the, the star witness who points him out, they were like, what did you think of when you first saw him? You're like, uh, very pointed nose, long bridge, uh, extremely good looking. Uh, I, you're describing a guy that you just saw kill this broad. and He tried to kill you. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. So then there's Zef- Zach Efron taking his shirt off, looking <laughs> all super sexy. Yeah, he's got the washboard abs. He's all oiled up. Uh, All right, so I got a question for you guys. All right. I'm not going to bring up which listener this is directed towards, but it's it came up with somebody that I know. Kyle, I don't think you've heard this story, so I'm going to ask you. Uh, Justin and I were talking about it. I brought it up some customers today, and they have different opinions than I do. If you are rating a beer mm-hmm. that you don't particularly care for, maybe you do, maybe you don't. However, as a style, it's the best one you've ever had. Mm-hmm. What would you rate that on a scale of one to five? And you can give quarters. Okay, so I don't like the beer, but it's the best of the style. Maybe you don't. No, 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 no. Maybe you don't care for the style, mm-hmm. but this is the best one you've ever had. Like, let's say Roush hypothetically, beer. Right, Roush beer is my okay. Sure. Thing. Yeah. Um, I think after drinking beer this long, I think I'd have an appreciation for it, even though it's I don't uh-huh. care for it. Uh, so I would rate it um, in between a three and a four. Okay, so it, you put in the comments, best Roush beer I've ever had, mm-hmm. but you would give it a three. Three and a half. Maybe a three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Now, the brewer. And then I, but then I would say, I oh, we're talking about like on Untapped? Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not putting anything like that. Uh, Just because I know what, what you're getting ready to say is. The brewer's gone out of his way to make a Roush yeah. beer that is perfect. Yeah. Uh, so perfect that you actually really like it. Maybe you don't like that style. Yeah. If he has done a perfect job at this beer, doesn't that beer deserve an A whether you like it or not? So let's say hypothetically somebody says, best double I've ever had, mm-hmm. and then ranks that double 3.25 on untapped. Sure. What you've done now is you have created – a less than desirable rating on a beer than which you claim is the best one you have ever had. Now, when other people look at this, they go, oh, it's a double that's only rated a three on untapped. Maybe I'll stay away from that. Maybe sure. I don't want to go to this brewery because their beer is not rated very high. Hypothetically, that beer is still rated close to a four on untapped, even with a three and a quarter. So, You know, hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically speaking, the guy that we're talking about, his best friend that comes in here with him all mm-hmm. the time, also gave it a three. I saw that. Yeah. I don't. I don't, you know, we've talked about how much I hate reviews, especially shit reviews on restaurants and any any business really in general. And you guys doing beers, it's you guys have a lot of, you know, people that are critical of every fucking thing, every tasting note, every thing, every step of the way that you guys do. Uh, so I don't really, I think you're an asshole if you do that. 
the question that I have, and I brought it up to, to like I said, a couple of the regulars here today, and they actually, even after hearing my side of it, disagreed with me. They said, I rank it according to me. Uh, one, two, three, four, or five, I don't give uh, portions. Uh, one means avoid at all costs. Two means it wasn't very good. I wouldn't recommend it. Three means it was a fine beer. Four, I liked it. Five means if I see it, get it no matter what. Sure. That's fine, but like the guy that was telling me this doesn't like IPAs. So he's going to give any IPA that he ever checks into a one. That's not very fair. Right. I think you need to rate the beer according to the beer, not according to your personal style. And he said, but it's my untapped. I do it for my own personal record keeping. Fair enough. I agree with that. But not everybody does that. I think that's how most people probably use untapped. Yeah, I think so too. If I would guess the majority of users rank beers based on their palate so they know if they go out, hey, did I have this before? Now, say you had that Dubel and you hated Dubels, but it was the best one you ever had and you gave it a, gave it a four and a half. You might, you might forget that you don't actually like Dubels the next time you're in there and order it Are again. Are you ever going to forget that I you don't, don't like a style? I'm just saying. Uh, but I think most people probably rank it towards personal taste, which I think is okay. Um, I can't fault somebody for rating that's it's kind of different like even that. though you but when you comment on something specifically in that instance i think that's kind of a crappy rating yeah yeah i don't know if i mean they're regulars of yours you said possibly uh, uh, you know, hypothetically okay. okay um you know i i think that if they like the place they should be taking that into consideration too i'm not looking for charity you know I mean, yeah, it, it does kind of disappoint me a little bit whenever I see a, a regular rate it poorly. But I'm not looking for chair. I don't want them to lie. Yes, I don't either, think it's fair know? to say to, to have somebody that just frequents the bar rate things just because they're regular. I want, Precisely. I want to know, honestly, what people think about the bar. No, like, I agree make, 100%. And that's why I said I only really look at Untapped like once a month just to make sure people aren't saying – Hey, there's off flavors in this specifically. You know, that's more right. of what I'm looking. I could, you don't like the beer, you like the beer, cool. But you know, I, I'm looking for more uh, specific feedback, not more objective, not subjective feedback on yeah. on stuff. I don't know who this inquisitive guy is on uh, the chat right now, but he brings up a lot of good points. The number one reason to use Untapped is to see uh, a menu at some place. I agree yeah. with that. Uh, also says you know he doesn't even give ratings. Uh, he just, you know, uses it to see menus, and I also like that because who cares what you think of that beer? <laughs> but uh, that uh, Untapped was built to be a social media app, so I think if you take sure. that away and don't have it, it loses its luster for a lot of people. And I get that; I understand mm-hmm. why they did that. Yeah. Um And I don't, I don't mind it, but I just wish people would use it proper. You know, and I don't think that it is. I'm not expecting it to happen. I'm certainly not going to change anybody's mind on it. But I thought it was a good conversation for us to have. I think if you're going to rate a beer, you have to rate the beer on the beer, not on your personal taste. You think that this is a double that isn't that great? Fine. You rate it the way you think it is. But if if you say this is the creme de la creme of doubles, how is that not a five? How is that not a top rating? I feel you. Yeah, because all you're doing is you you make uh, the the brewery and the brewer and and the the company that is making that, in my opinion, look bad. Uh, 
you know, uh, Lagunitas IPA. You you knock that down. I'm just using that as a beer, you know, mm-hmm. no particular reason. Uh, you know, Lagunitas is probably a poor example because they're nationwide. But, you know, if somebody gets on untapped to look at the menu and goes, okay, I'm going to try and decide between uh, these two IPAs because I've only got time for one. going to make a quick decision. Oh, uh, Lagunitas is ranked higher than, let's say, Exit 6. I'll, I'll clearly get that one. I think you you uh, you run the risk of damaging a uh, smaller brewer's reputation and uh, desirability, even though you just claimed this is the best beer of that style that you've ever had. Yeah, I see it from both directions. I lean more towards the side that you're on because we're industry. I'm, you know, I'm actually making the beer, right. so like you know, I, it stings a little more and it feels a little better i think when you know either either way on the ratings but uh from a consumer standpoint before i like got into the industry and i was using untap you know early on in my beer drinking and and i always i tried personally tried to rate the beer based on how i thought it stood up as a style uh i just don't think most people do that i don't think most people either actually have an idea of what a style should be. I think that's a problem too. I if you had ten people in here and said, "Hey, give me uh, descriptors on a, a double," yeah, how many of them could get get it right? Sure, very true. Uh, that would be a, a kind of a cool thing to see on tap too. Actually, put you know the key talking points yeah. uh, from uh, BJCP like could, guidelines. You know, it said Belgian double under a beer, and you could click on it; it would bring up the list. Yeah, yeah, that would be that's a good idea. Actually, that's kind of neat. Um, Corona, thanks for the sub. I appreciate that, buddy. I think also a, a problem with with rating it based on a style nowadays, though, is that what the fuck's an IPA anymore? <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you put uh, do you put all the twelve percent pastry stouts in the same category with a regular stout? You know, like I, I right. don't. Know, it, if you just looked at BJCP CP guidelines on certain styles, I think IPA specifically, like who's making an IPA that fits that? No part? one anymore. They, yeah. need, they need to be updating these styles. They are. It's, it's, slow, it's not though. as fast. Yeah, it's not as fast as it should be. Because I think they want to make sure it's not a trend that's going to fizzle out in two years. Right. Like we're not going to see brewed IPA <laughs> on the guidelines next sure. next year. You know, if it turns into something nationwide, like uh, Northeast IPA is listed on there now. Nice. Um, but I, I think you could you could you could lump some of these, and, and I know you have issues with that too. But you could lump some of you know fruited IPA or whatever you know. I, mean, I don't think you need to put milkshake IPA as a no. style. I think you can fit that into hazy IPA sure. or or make a style of adjunct IPA. Yeah, you know, just you have fruit spice or uh, and fruit spice and vegetable beer in a category, right? Yeah. Why not make a adjunct IPA category and it, let it be a fucking free for all? IPAs are free for all now anyway. So, that's what people want. So that's what we're making. I say we. But we don't really get too crazy with our IPAs. I, I like them a little more traditional. Uh, let me honest. ask you this: uh, So, when you guys take, so you let's say that something comes up, like you said, you're drinking beer, or a guest comes in, or a customer comes in, and they ha- try a, try a beer, and they say, uh, either this tastes off, or I don't like this about it, or I do like this about it. Who are you valuing opinion in, and does it take a little time to build up trust? Because, like, if so, you know, like, I I have people come in and drink beer all the time, and they say, oh, well, I'm getting this, or I'm, 
I think this beer is, sucks because of this. If I haven't drank beer with you for a little while or been in front of you and did a tasting, I really don't I don't value that opinion very well. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said about understanding someone else's palate and 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 how close you think they are to even just what your tastes are, you know. Yeah. Um what was the beer? You brought me a sample of something the other day and you said uh Friday night you were at a place and uh, I'm not going to say what beer it was, yeah. but it was you said it was full of diacetyl. Right. And yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. get it. And normally I'm very susceptible to that. Um and we and because we understand each other's palates on off off flavors and stuff like that, I can respect your opinion about beer. I think a little more than somebody I have no idea what their experience is with beer. Somebody or, else tells you, yeah, there's a lot of diacetyl in this beer, and you don't taste it. You're gonna go, well, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. Whereas with me, because we've you know been friends and drinking together for so long, you'd say, all right. Yeah. It's pretty clear, I think, from the get go. If you have a new customer come into the bar. It starts talking uh, what they think would be like industry speak about stuff, mm-hmm. and you know right away if they if they know or don't know what they're talking about, right? You know, so from there I could just I'll I'll brush it off immediately, um, you know. But not too long ago, Kyle had a beer. One of our beers on was the last keg of something, and it had developed a little bit of an off flavor. I'm like, yeah, you're right, and mm-hmm. I trust you, and I tried it, yes. And we took that last keg off, and yeah. it, that happens. And oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that. It was still really good too. It was, it was all right. It just wasn't what it was supposed <laughs> to be. Um, I, I, that was the night that I shaved my eyebrows. I think right around there. Yeah. yeah, we have a bunch of beers tonight, so I'm gonna crack one open. We got a little heated on that discussion. Heated? That wasn't heated. We've gotten. Yeah, heated. I mean, not heated. Uh, I don't know. We have very uh, specific takes on that subject i think i'm still kind of blown away that you didn't get any of that diastole yeah it was crazy i did too yeah i did get it uh so we got a bunch of beers from our friends at main street 4204 over in belleville illinois they're right across the river from us not too far uh they got a new brewer over there jeff said and apparently have been pumping out some pretty good stuff so i'm excited to try i haven't had any of these Uh, i've had one of these beers um and we're going to finish it off with a bottle our buddy Mike brought in, this Victory Sour Monkey. Uh, this first beer is off-duty, American Lager. Uh, this is one of their, let's see, 4204 supports the men and women who give so much to our communities. Portions of the proceeds of off-duty lager will go directly to nonprofits supporting our first responders. So that's cool. This it was actually pretty good. When I smelled it, I didn't care for it. It kind of smelled <clears throat> like a crappy older lager, but I drink it. That's nice. actually pretty tasty. It's got a very silky smooth mouthfeel to it. Uh slight breadiness. I This is a this is a kind of impressed that, with this. And it I mean, it's they've not been known for consistent quality. And apparently the new brewer though, but I mean, they continue to get better and better. I know that. When they first came out, people were really put off, you know. If we carried a product, they were like, well, we don't know exactly what we're going to get from batch to batch. This These guys just got a new brewer. Who's it? I forget. who he get, They got somebody uh, good. Yeah, they did. Renegade? I don't know where he's from. That sounds right, though. I think it is. Wait, Renegade? Uh, Revolution? I don't know. Someone out of Chicago, Renegade. right? Yeah. What is the one out of? Yeah. Revolution. 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 Not Renegade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it came from there. Uh, 
the brewer that they started with was the old brewer at Excel. And I remember Rob Bergery uh, mm-hmm. came in and really fixed Excel, made them real good. Uh, when that brewer, when Rod took over for that brewer, that brewer went to 4204, and now he's gone again, and this guy's come in and really kind of fixed their stuff again. I hate the way this beer smells, mm-hmm. uh, but you're right. It tastes really good. Yeah, I don't like the aroma at all, but like I said, it's got a very silky smooth mouthfeel. It's full body considering cream corn. I don't, I don't, I don't hate the way it smells. Citrus. Like. Well, I don't care for the aroma, but I think this is a really good lager. Yeah, this is solid. I can enjoy it. So, uh, thrillist, 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 um, thrillist, thrillist, renegade, thrillist yeah. night. Put out a. I guess they do this every year. Their yearly most <laughs> underrated brewery in each state. What number did we come in? Uh, well, it's each state, so. Yeah, in first. Missouri. First? Oh, that's just one per state? Oh, cool. Well, they had to have given an honorable mention in Missouri, right? Most underrated brewery in Missouri. Top-rated brewery. What, what's your guess real quick? Oh, Four hands. Uh, side Side project. project. Four Hands is there listed for most underrated brewery. And I said, underrated? <laughs> no, that's that can't <laughs> this, be right. This oh, list is complete on. bullshit. Top yeah. rated. <laughs> no, that's done. <laughs> Please tell me they're underrated when they had lines at 10 a.m. for Madagascar right, release exactly. yesterday. <laughs> Get the 5 fuck out of here. 5 a.m. is when that line Did you started. see that guy? The guy that got all pissy and everybody <laughs> tore the yeah, tore apart. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I did not. Oh, what it's good. Is that a video? or No, it was on Beer Enthusiast. Uh, yeah. He's like, I got here at 10 o'clock, and I didn't leave until 1230, and Perennial's lines run so much smoother, and this and that. Why can't Forehands do it like everybody else yeah. does? And somebody, the, the, I think the most prolific point someone brought up is like, when you're going to Perennial or Side Project, it's for a single bottle. Like, they have one thing they're releasing. There was like five different Madagascar variants. Oh, really? So people were at the, you know, when you got up, you were in a line, you went up to one of the four registers. And you had to pick out what you wanted. Like it's gonna take time. Like that, people were buying four, eight bottles a person. Like, yeah. How could the biggest brewery in the city be the most underrated? They're selling more beer than anyone else in the city. Uh, not named Anheuser Busch. Uh, I'll read you a little snippet here. It says Schlafly and Boulevard represent the old guard, uh, and perennial is perennial, perennial, perennially fantastic, as it's its. Ascendant offshoot side project. Amid all that, Four Hands has put itself squarely on the map in a fairly short amount of time. They've been open seven years. Seven years, yeah. <laughs> they opened That's up right after we did. Yep. Uh, doing a dizzying variety of beers exceedingly well. None of them better than the standout Milk Stout Madagascar. It's better than the movie. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. With the sheer number of special releases, barrel age offerings, and collabs these guys do, you'd almost think they have extra appendages or something. That's <laughs> very clear. Uh, I get it. Uh, <laughs> it's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> what a dork. If you can go to any store, grocery, or see, yep. or bar, and find four hands on tap, you're, you're, I don't understand. And you talk to any craft beer fan in St. Louis and say, hey, what are your five favorite breweries in town? I guarantee you 90% of them say Four Hands. Four I Hands makes that great all the time. beer. Where yes. should I go? Oh, if you're in the city, go to Four Hands. Go to Side Project. Awesome stuff. Go to Second Shift. Go to Civil Life. Those are my like go-tos, yeah. the ones you have to check out. 
Um, you know, us bitching about this list isn't anything negative about Forehands. Forehands no. is awesome, and what we're all Illinois? really big the fans. The list is just ridiculous. But, yeah, you can't put them as most underrated. What was Illinois? Uh, actually, yeah, there was a couple of states I wanted to bring up. I had to find which ones they were. Um, what would you put as the most underrated in uh, Missouri? For a while, I would have uh, put second shift, but I don't know if that's anymore. the case anymore. I'd maybe go like log boat. Ooh, that's a good that's one. That's a good pick. They make, I think everything I've had from them, aside from the PBJ Mammoth that we had, which I thought was good, but not. Good for what it is, yeah. not my style. I agree. Um, I think they make fantastic beer. Their Imperial Stout, I'd put it up against just about any beer in the yeah. city. Uh, Illing Gold, I think, is a fucking awesome Belgian triple. Uh, and then their core stuff is just really, really solid. I think that's a good pick. Uh, Logwood's a real good pick. Uh, Illinois' top-rated brewery kind of surprised me. I would have gone with, like, Revolution. Uh, Half maybe. Acre. Half Acre is what they picked. Is it? Yeah. Right. Huh. And I think, I, I feel that like. That doesn't surprise me. I feel like they've fallen off over the last couple of years. You don't really hear much really? about them. At least I don't. Uh, they used to have a pretty big like cult following when they first. I'll tell you, I fucking off underrated. I love right now. Who's their underrated? Uh, it's not in Chicago, and I I, th- I might actually have picked. This might have been on my list for most underrated brewery. My first one is One Trick Pony, but I I might be a little biased. Yeah. You know, because I'm friends with Mark and Jay Patterson said Mothers. That, that's another good one. Yeah. Underrated Missouri, yeah. yeah. Uh, so n- I don't know any breweries off. T- uh, Distill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a good That's call. That's not bad. Yeah. They're a super specialized brewery. I, I mean, they make clean beer, but I think most people know them for their sour program. Yeah. And most of their sours that we've had from them have been really great. But fuck, that Dos Fidania is unbelievably good. That beer good. is so good. I still have never had the regular version of it. Oh. I had I had the raspberry one at, at GABF uh, yeah. a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, BA? No. We've got one here. Yeah. Dude, that the barrel-aged version is unbelievably good. Uh, they're doing... I actually just I have this pulled up to uh, some website uh, compiled every brewery's release schedule for the year that they could find, and uh, Distills is on there, and they're doing uh, Bourbon Barrel Dos Fidania, and then they're doing a Rye Barrel Rye Wine, which sounds cool to me. I wouldn't mind Rye that. Barrel Rye Wine. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that sounds good. Indiana, I think uh, you'd pick. I know you've talked super highly about this brewery. Um, New Albanian? No. Three Floyds was number one, on, or was top rated. That doesn't surprise me. Um, the only, uh, Sun King? Oh, no. I forgot that they were in Flat Indiana. 12? Uh, 18th no. Street. Oh, fuck. 18th yeah, Street. Yeah, no, that's a real good pick, too. That. Uh, I don't know, man. That's tough. I think 18th Street's got a pretty good reputation. Yeah, their stuff is really those good. in the know, and yeah, they make great beer. I kind of go flat twelve for the most underrated in Indiana that I know of. At what least, about Tennessee? Obviously. Um, I actually didn't get that Southern part on the Chris. list. I stopped I, I, at Missouri because I, I got so mad about the forehand yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was like thirty more states to look at. Tennessee, their top rated is probably Yazoo. No, not even close. I mean, it's I'm not a fan of Yazoo. I don't like Yazoo. I know the top uh, rated. I've never heard of the underrated one. Uh, uh, who's the top rated? Blackberry Farm. Oh, I didn't know they were in Tennessee, I didn't to be either. honest with you. Uh, I make decent stuff. I'm not a huge fan because it's mostly Saisons, But Blackstone Brewing, ever heard of them? No. Mm-hmm. Have you guys had much stuff in Southern Grist while you're down there? Uh, yes, yeah, some. I uh, like the stuff a lot. I remember I'm fine with it. Uh, my uh, most underrated down there is uh, Wiseacre. You think they're underrated? 
I don't hear anybody talk about it outside of like our group. Yeah, that's true. Um, they're big though. I'm surprised. Are they? Really? I don't yeah. know exactly how big they are, but uh, I'd put high. What about high cotton? I really like them also. Um, they're they're just okay to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like High Cotton a lot. In fact, up until the last year or two, I probably would have picked them as the best brewery in Tennessee. But Wiseacres come on strong. I, I was going to say, when I first had Wiseacre, I'm like, yeah, they're fine. Um, first couple, couple years they were open when we were going down there. Um, but I think the last few times we've been there, last two years especially, their beers have gotten really good. Um, High Cotton to me, the problem with them, I think, is that I have that we've been going to Memphis for six years, I guess, for that festival. Yeah, I think so. And um, High Cotton hasn't really changed much. I haven't seen anything innovative from them. They do. Yeah, but you know what? Easy uh, core styles that stay the same pretty could, much. You can say the exact same thing about your favorite brewery in St. Louis. Yeah. Civil Life. You say the exact same thing. About I them. think comparing Civil Life's beers, which I think are world class in their styles. To High Cotton, which is doing medium plus versions of, of styles, is not the same to me. Uh, I think you're selling High Cotton short, in my opinion, but I understand your point. I might be. It's just like your opinion, man. This beer smells delicious. This label is going to have to go because everybody's butthurt about fucking everything now. What's what's on it? Well, is it a girl? <laughs> yeah, a girl with that has no clothes on. <laughs> yeah, sure enough. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. <laughs> um, this is the one I was most excited to try. Yeah, me too, actually. Figured it was going to be kind of close to Schlafly's Double Bean. This is uh, Vanilla Bean Coffee. Uh, Jewel? Jewel. It's yeah. Jewel's their base blonde ale. So this is okay. their vanilla, vanilla coffee, coffee blonde. Yeah. And it's it's pretty damn good. It is very similar to Schlafly's Double Bean. I didn't like it as much the last release, the Double Bean. I didn't either. We've got a bottle of this year's release back there right now. I haven't had it yet. I feel like um, it had a little bit of a plasticky tinge to it. It just tasted a little fake. fake. Um, The first batch they did was unbelievable. It it tasted like they used real coffee, real real coffee beans, real cocoa beans, or uh, vanilla beans. um, So, yeah, the last time I had it, it was a a little disappointing. I'm going to be interested to try it again, see if it's changed. I mean, I will run back there, grab it right now. We'll do a side-by-side with this one if you want. Let's do it. Sure. I know where it is. Uh, try and keep the show moving without me. I'll I be back in a minute. I can't handle that pressure. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're not talking while you're gone? Yep. No. Um, Colorado had an interesting one, too. And I would have guessed uh, <laughs> I would have been way off on the top-rated brewery. No, not on there. Not Banded Oak. Their top-rated brewery was Ska. That's not true at all. I don't. I don't understand how that made the. T- I would have put like Epic or something up there, way above. I mean, there's a lot of them that. I mean, what was your favorite brewery in, in Colorado? Odell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I love not because uh, of its location. I, I mean, I, I, I love, I mean, they're one that I don't think, they don't miss the mark on many beers. That's true. I agree. Um, I mean, you might have one in a year where you say, I don't think this is for me, personally. But um, 
trying to think of the other one. Uh, what's the other sour brewery? F- uh, Funkworks, I really like. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear what any of the, the choices were, but I'm going to say, in my opinion, the top brewery in Colorado, although I want to say Avery, I won't. I'm going to say Odell, and most underrated is Bandit Oak, and I've said that before. Uh, they went with Ska as the top-rated brewery. Really? Yeah. Uh, underrated brewery, true. Oh. All right. I, I guess I can kind of see. I thought their beers were good. Yeah. Uh, again, a it's cool a lot bar. of saisons. Yeah. I, I like that a place that small got picked. I think that's cool. Have you been there since the first time we were there four years ago? Yeah, it was there in December. Oh, were you? Yeah, exactly the same. The same. Yeah. It hasn't changed even a little. I was curious if they had gotten bigger at all. Uh, Assuming that's their only location. Yeah. You know, that they're not contracting somewhere or something else. No, it's exactly the same. I like their beers, and I really like their aesthetic. Uh, I think it's cool. Um, Ska. That really surprises me. Very surprising. I really like it. I'm not complaining because I like Ska as a brewery, but it really surprises me. Crooked Stave is another one I really like. Yeah, Crooked Stave's cool. I figured that was the one that you had said whenever you said, what's the other Sour House? Yeah, Funkworks and Crooked Stave I really like. There's no, like criteria on how he picked the top rated brewery i was hoping he had some kind of metrics like oh we just picked the whoever had the highest overall untapped or rate beer rankings or something like that because california has sierra nevada which Uh, is it just his opinion i guess (laughs) and there's a few of them uh like connecticut their top rated brewery is kent falls i've never heard of them. never heard of them yeah but the most underrated is Fat Orange Cat, which I'm going to call complete bullshit on because that's everywhere and people go fucking crazy for it and it's expensive. Like oh, I, the beers are expensive. It's out. It's way out out there, and I don't. I don't know, man. I just. I don't like this list at all. The, <laughs> I look at it more and more. Did you open the? Uh, yeah, the Schlafly's right there. Uh, I like the aroma on the Schlafly better. But the uh, flavor leaves. I don't. know. It maybe needs to warm up a little. This just came out of the cooler. I thought the uh, more coffee. I dark, thought the dark the coffee. Jewel needed a little more vanilla to it. Really? Yeah. I get a lot of strong coffee, uh, but not a ton of vanilla on that one. I didn't like the beer because I'm offended by the label. <laughs> oh, I didn't even. She's got boobs, yeah. Justin. Can you milk them? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that. The aroma on the Schlafly is ten times better. Yeah, I agree. But I like the flavor of the forty two oh four better. Yeah. Coffee is weird on this. It's like considering how good it smells, the beer falls flat. I I don't get a lot of coffee or a lot of vanilla. It's bitter. It's very bitter. That's I'm just Ooh, my all, God, it's, all it's finishing is just, I don't think it's bad. I don't know. Nah, I got it's, a lot of not, just straight. It's not bitter. it's not like incorrectly made it just the flavor profile sucks how do they fuck this beer up like how do you have a beer that you know just killed it and then you can't get it pendergraph well he's gone now oh yeah i have an important announcement actually this is kind of important uh and some of our listeners ding 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 boom breaking news uh boulevard just did a recall yeah and it affected missouri uh and a couple of other states as well. But if you bought Tank 7 after December 28th, 
don't drink it. Uh oh. Glass in the bottles. Oh, oh no, no shit. Oh, yeah. that can kill you. Yeah. Um, they said apparently their bottling company knew about it and didn't fix the problem and still sent bottles out no to them. No shit. Yeah. You're and get that, sued. Yeah. Uh, it did, I haven't Ooh. seen any reports that anything has happened, but I guess the bottler or bottle producer finally is like, oh, yeah, there's an issue. After they'd already packaged all of this beer, so any and it said any beer that's been packaged. So, uh, it's the company that made the bottles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so December twenty eighth, if you've bought any Tank Seven bottles, fucking don't don't drink. Just them. don't. Yeah. Just rule three. Uh, nah. They're doing a recall, and you can get on Boulevard's website, and they'll uh, send you a refund immediately. Um. But that's real shitty. That. I mean, I mean, could kill somebody. I just don't get. We we see these things happen sometimes, and it's like, you know, one guy fucks it up, and he's like, "Well, I can't say anything because I'm gonna lose my job." And then he it goes and it gets out, it gets beer in it, gets sent out, and then all of a sudden it comes out, and they say, "Oh fuck, well, we have to back, you know, go back and now try to track down where these broken bottles are." Or just one guy that needs to say, listen, I really fucked up, and I don't want to hurt anybody. I think at that point you separate ways with that company, right? Yeah. But when yeah, you're when I you're mean, that size, like, how quick of a turnaround is it to get it hundreds of thousands right. of bottles made? You know? And are you, what if you're under contract? I think you you're, I think you have a, 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 case a to, legal case to yeah. break that contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they knew about it, I don't know how you continue doing business with them. You know, Do you just I, shut down bottle production until completely until you get? Well, you return every bottle you bought from them. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm calling calling someone else at that point, I guess. So you the, the the bottle or bottle producers got to be on the hook for if they have to go down and can't put out bottles for X amount of time. Right? They're not mm-hmm. going to do it, but I'm sure a lawsuit would say that. Yeah, yeah. but they have insurance for that that'll cover the legal. I'm shit. sure they do, but. Uh, uh, I saw a beer that I wanted to mention because I know you guys carry a lot of them. Uh, New Holland is coming out with Dragon's Milk White. Yeah, yeah we I saw that. About I that. can't wait to see. Do wait to try that. It's supposed to be here. Um, one of their head their head brewers pretty big on Reddit, so somebody had like posted the little article and he got on there and was like, "Yeah, it's something we've been working on for a long time. We finally got the recipe the way we like it, and we're gonna, you know, we've been testing it in the brewery and stuff before, uh, but this is the first time they felt good enough about it to." That's cool, man. I'm ex- I love Dragon's Milk. Uh, it's only a 6% variation on it. That's odd. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they couldn't get it dialed in at, at the, the typical percentage. 11 or 12, Maybe. whatever it is. Maybe as a blonde base. Yeah. Uh, Just couldn't get the ABV up high enough, yeah. no, not enough grain. So it, I uh, love this style, so I can't wait to try it. He said it's going to be out in the tap room in about two weeks, and then it'll be out in markets that carry New Holland and within a couple of weeks after that. Cool. So we should see it here in about a month. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. I was just talking, Jeff and I were just saying that we haven't had a Dragon's Milk variant in a while, one of the reserve series. <coughs> um, they we, Last year, over the winter, we had a couple different versions. We had the cherry chocolate, and uh, there was the mint. S'mores. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen any of those in a while. Yeah, yeah. Which is a bummer because I love Every single s'mores release. is still my favorite beer of that. I agree. Did you see the uh, London Pride? 
Solers. Yeah. Yeah, to Asahi. Yeah. Um, I was surprised how many breweries Asahi owns. Yeah. It's a good chunk. Yeah, there's a whole lot. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, London Pride sold Fuller's to a Japanese uh, company. Uh, Fuller's has been made for 174 years, and they just up and, and sold it. The The brewery that it's made in has been making beer there since uh, 1600, and they don't know really? if that building will continue to make beer now or not because of it. So it was 400 and, what, 18 years now? 419 years they've been making beer in this building, and they may end up leveling it for uh, a shopping center because of this. Fuck, that's sad to hear. Isn't it? Eh, yeah. I just saw an interesting poster, and I wish I had it up in front of me, but it was uh, basically like know your conglomerates in beer or whatever. And uh, Oh, I saw that too. It was uh, kind of an interesting uh, thing. graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a lot of beers, uh, breweries on there I didn't realize were owned or partially owned by other companies. Yeah. Um, and Acai was a big one. And it was not really anything in the States that you see. It was a lot of uh, Euro brands and... Um, I think a couple Canadian brands as well. But uh, I didn't realize, like, Canarchy, Oscar Blues' subsidiary, whatever you want to call that, they have a ton of brands that I didn't realize, like, Wasatch and Squatters were part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, We can get Wasatch here. Yeah, and Squatters. We carry the Wasatch uh, Hefeweizens. Mm -hmm. They sell like crazy. Really? Uh, Apricot and blueberry. Oh, yeah. Fucking move real well. Nice. They're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're fruited wheat beers. I mean, uh, you get what you get from chicks. Dig it. Yeah, that's that's sexist, Kyle. So guys, dig it too. All how was? Uh, I forgot. We haven't talked about it yet, but you were at Wolpertinger yesterday. I was. How'd that go? Uh, it it was a terrible fucking day for me. Uh, however, I found that post. Uh, however, the the festival was cool. Uh, very crowded. Our beers went over remarkably well. What'd you bring? Um, we brought uh, vanilla cream, our tart cherry pie stout, and the 3.25 rated, allegedly, uh, Scotty Karate Belgian Duel. Hmm. Spiced Belgian Duel. When I was flipping through the ratings when you're um, for the festival, somebody, would, I don't remember which of the beers it was, the, the stout or the Duel. Uh, so he was like, first five star of the day. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> awesome. Of the day, I thought it was the first five-star ever. No, nah, of the day. All right, we'll go with that. They were like, Scotty Karate fucking sucks. Three and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I take my fucking cap serious. Best double <laughs> ever. <laughs> Three and a quarter. Uh, I can't see it, and I can't zoom in. Acai owns Pilsner Raquel, which I did not know. Uh, Now Fuller's... Peroni and a bunch of stuff that I don't recognize. But not, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, ten breweries. Ten labels. One, two, three, four, five, ten. Uh, <laughs> well, there are two columns. So, five times. Uh, a couple of them that I didn't know. Uh, Avery, I didn't know, was owned by the same group that owns Founders. That was recent ish. I think last year, maybe, uh, that that happened. I think they own the same, they got 30% stakes just like they own in Founders. Yeah. Uh, Heineken owns a lot of brands that I didn't know that they owned. Yeah. Um, 
It's kind of funny because they've got a bunch of labels listed, and then it says plus 144 others. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Uh, but they own Newcastle, um, Amstel, Murphy's. I had no idea any of those. Uh, what else? They also own all the Mexican breweries. Tecate, uh, Dos Equis, Sol, oh, Bohemia. Really? I didn't know about That's that. That's all Heineken. I thought a lot of those were uh, Miller. Yeah, I did too. Uh, Firestone Walker's got owned by Duvel, which I did not know. Yeah, it was a couple yeah. of years Boulevard. ago. Bo- yeah, mm-hmm. New Boulevard was. I did not know Firestone Walker was. Yeah, they do that. What is it? 804? 804, 804 pills? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do that. A lot of that at uh, at Boulevard. I didn't know that Diageo all the, owned all the St. James Gate stuff. Oh, Guinness and... Smittix, Harp, Harp, Kilkenny, Tusker. Uh, I did not know Victory was owned by a conglomerate. Uh, they're great to have a Victory. Vict- Victory and Harpoon are under that same group. Yeah, there's another one too, but I can't read it. It's too small. Um, I didn't know that uh, Coors was owned by Miller Coors. That one came as a surprise to me. Huh. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I just cracked a new beer, by the way. Uh, too hot. Oh, here's the one. Brooklyn, 21A, mm-hmm. and Funkworks are all owned by Kieran, which is owned by Mitsubishi. Huh. Okay. Weird. That's enough of things that surprise Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is uh, 4204's Two Hop IPA. I wonder how many hops are in it, Can you, or if they tell us which ones. Or is it just two hops, like literally two two cones? This West Coast-style India Pale Ale features dry floral hop notes up front with a clean citrus hop finish. We put two hop cones in every batch. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's not true. It doesn't really say that. Does it have a date on it? Nope. It uh, I don't know. It might. <laughs> Tastes a little old. It, it, these were sample cans. The rep came, yeah. rep came and dropped off. So I don't know when they're from. I doubt this uh, is the what this beer tastes like when it's fresh. Yeah, I kind of do too. I don't hate it, but it's all just bitter. I don't get any like aromatic or finishing hops on the at all so uh topic that i brought up a couple of times in the past uh counterfeit wine uh, i was just reading an article about sorry, sorry about that uh that wineries are now starting to catch up and they're uh taking security matters into their own hands now a couple of the things that they bring up as examples that they're doing it I don't understand how it's going to work. <coughs> For instance, like they're saying, uh, where was it? This, uh, uh, where are we at? Okay, so uh, the uh, Chateau, I don't know. I'm not even going to try and read it. It's foreign, French. It, um are buying empty bottles from top producers for $1,000 or more on the black market, refill them, and cork them. Well, this brewery has now gone to a new cork. It's a black plastic cork that forms a perfect seal. It's totally flush with the top of the bottle. Yeah. And then it's specially designed to allow in air, you know, like a normal cork would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, it says, you know, in the article, the perfect amount of air. So I don't know if it's like designed for the amount of air that can or cannot get in. Uh, but they're saying, you know, basically it's going to make 
getting these corks uh, almost impossible for uh, counterfeiters. They won't be able to to duplicate that to uh, put a stop to it. But uh, what was it? A lot of other places are putting QR codes on the labels. I don't know what that's going to do. Um, it's just on the label? Yeah. They're putting RFID or QR codes that buyers can scan with their phones. But if you pull I, the cork and put new liquid in, what difference does it make? That's you, that was my you're thought. Just, you're just uh, confirming that you bought that bottle. Precisely. <laughs> I don't understand how that is. Uh, Unless... Let's. Uh, I, don't I don't. Yeah, that does. That one doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sure there's some type of science to it that they're they've thought about. Maybe. Uh, like maybe that it, it gives you if you scan it, it gives you uh, an area maybe that you should have bought it in. This one, maybe. California Cult Label Colgan Cellars, has a, a traceless system from Kodak that puts <laughs> imprints labels with a quote tasteless odorless marker. It can only be read with a proprietary handheld scanner that's made exclusively by Kodak. Yeah. Uh, so if you're one, why's it got to be tasteless? And two, if it's proprietary, how how is that going to help me? If I'm a wine buyer and I'm buying wine on the secondary market, I bet you could. If you're going to buy a bottle that's ten thousand dollars, you want to authenticate it first. You can call up that winery and be like, "Hey, can I ship this bottle?" I'm sure the you know the seller would agree yeah. to do this. Uh, but again. It's on the label of that of said bottle. Yeah. How how do they? Maybe they're know? preventing from from people from creating fake labels and labeling okay. other wine. All right, but that's not the. I mean the 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 point of the story is that they're buying these empty bottles. They're drinking the liquid and then f- counterfeiting it and filling it up with other stuff. Yeah. So you still got the same label. I don't understand how any of that works. Um. Two things, other things in this thing that really kind of uh, raised my pe- or piqued my interest. Uh, Tuscan producer Sassasala Bacala began Born, yeah. stupid. <laughs> embossing bottle with its estate's name, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Twelve people were arrested producing 20,000 counterfeit bottles of the 1994 vintage. Each bottle was worth about $1 million. Holy shit. Jesus. Yeah, there's got to be a way that they that uh, wineries can inject something into the DNA, right, and alter it, like watermark their their crop. Basically, that's that's got to be a thing that is either happening or in in the near future, so that you could pull, you know, if you could get a sample of the wine, and you could, you know, have it the DNA right on it and be like, yep, there's the one gene that yeah. X winery in, injects into their wine and no one else is, can do that or whatever. Yeah, that's, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, another thing it says, that, you know, it's kind of like a tough shit for any of you guys that get suckered by this because, uh, where is it? What's, what's the guy's name? Damn it, I missed. I dropped they should make the spot. labels uh, like our license plate stickers. <laughs> <They're all> <laughs> <laughs> Legendary. Wine critic Robert Parker uh, awarded 100 points, his highest grade, to a magnum of 1921 Chateau Petrus, owned by a fake wine producer. Um, and Petrus came out and said, uh, by the way, we never did a magnum in 1921. I don't know what the hell it was you were <laughs> grading. So, Wow. I, 
maybe that's the first thing you should check. Be like, hey, did they actually make this? <laughs> right. <laughs> dated yeah. on. I guess when you're if you're trying to look for fake things, like is is something that obvious? Like you just kind of overlook it and don't think about. Oh, they didn't actually make this beer that year or wine that year. Yeah, uh, apparently they made it, but they didn't put it in magnums. And this oh. guy was judging a magnum. They're like, yeah, nineteen twenty-one. We didn't use magnums. I just don't understand. Like, I mean, obviously these counterfeiters—they're using a lot of grapes to make these wines. Like, how is you can just buy bulk wine from wineries? I know, but I mean, so you think they're not making the wine at all? You think they're buying juice? Nah, I think they're just buying. I think. You could call up Crown Valley and be like, hey, I want to contract X amount of barrels of wine, and they mm-hmm. just fucking bottle it up and or, uh, make it. Yeah. Should be barrels of wine if you want, or not barrels, but you know, plastic tubs of wine, and right. then you could do whatever the fuck you want with it at that mm-hmm. point. There's probably a lot more intense things that are going into someone when they're faking a million dollar bottle. You know, like. Uh, it's, I, did you guys ever watch the show White Collar? No, but I know about it. No. A really good show. Um, there are, this guy was, uh, the show's premise about a guy who was convicted of fraud, and he ends up helping the FBI um, track down counterfeiters of things. Kind of like a Catch, Catch Me If You can, can almost. Uh, but they do a couple episodes on wine, and I guess now if a wine was made before 19... 19- 30 well what year did we drop the atomic bomb that was in the 40s 42. so we were testing in the late 30s so if it, anything that had been made prior to like 1934 whenever the first atomic bomb went off there's no traces of this one chemical in it this element and any wine after that in the entire world this that chemical had never been released in the atmosphere you can now find, i think it's cesium uh i'm almost positive it's cesium is in every bottle of wine after that. Across Forever. the entire world. Forever. Yes. Even though there's never been a nuclear bomb dropped in Europe. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so it's really easy to pull a sample of a, hey, this was supposed to be a 1921 bottle, and it has cesium in it, and then you're like, nah, this was you're full of shit from grapes in the 40s or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Um, but that was on a fictitious show? Uh, I've seen it on, uh, what was the, we watched the documentary on Netflix about. Sour grapes. Yeah. Uh, they talk about it in that as well. Oh, did they? I don't remember them bringing that up. Uh, yeah. Cesium testing for, for wine. But. That movie's really good too, by the way. Sour grapes. You ever watch yeah. that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we got now? Uh, we just opened up the. Assaulted caramel. <clears throat> Get it? Salted. Assaulted. Pecan brown. Oh, it's beating it up. Two peanuts walked into a bar. One was assaulted. <laughs> what was the stupid joke? Uh... Go on. Oh, no. It was the Bells. Uh, Larry's Finest, the newest version of yeah, that. Yeah, the Flamingo. The Flamingo Fruit Fight. On the can, it says, two flamingos walk into, bar, walk into a bar, and you won't believe what happens next. And then they just stop. They just left it the at can. that. There's no, there's no punchline. There's no story. That's I Googled it. I can't find it. Nothing. Piss me off. Uh, I heard a great dad joke from uh, our rep, Joe Hume. What do you call blind deer? No idea. <laughs> that's rocking funny. Why are you laughing at that? Because that's funny. Because he thinks neighbors is funny. I mean. <laughs> Lynn would be laughing. She would. Yeah. She would. 
She really missed out on Friday. Jeff said at the end of the bar because we were trying to find this what the, if this was an actual joke about flamingos walking into mm-hmm. a bar, and so he just sat at the end and read like thirty eight animal walking into a bar jokes. <laughs> it was it was an exciting time. Some of them were pretty good. There was a couple of good ones. And then some life of, of, uh, life of cosplay on the chat actually uh, got no idea. She's heard that apparently that's not. Just a Joe joke. Life of cosplay. I like it. All right. You never finished talking about uh, Wolpertinger. How were the beers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the highlight of the day for me was a stubborn German. Uh, they didn't call it a mole stout, but it was a mole stout. It was you know, cinnamon and peppers and chocolate uh, and a stout. Uh, probably the hottest mole stout I've ever had. It was fantastic. Um, got to try. Uh, Forehands actually brought their... Uh, Madagascar, the new Madagascar, and the coconut Madagascar. Uh, that coconut was unbelievably good. Nice. Very, very good. Uh, what else? I had a blueberry creme brulee version of Wolpertinger from Urban Chestnut that was very tasty. Um, what was the what was the regular Wolpertinger this year? It was a beer. Uh, mm, it's good. Sounds very good. helpful. I don't know. No. No. Okay. Uh, my, oh yeah, I was telling you, but because the day sucked for me, uh, so I was I was very ill prepared uh, by the time I got there. Uh, so I told Aaron I was going to meet him here at eleven thirty. Festival starts at at one, so I figured we get here eleven thirty. I'm in the car by eleven forty five. We're there by twelve fifteen. Set up plenty of time. Uh, I got here about eleven twenty. He had beaten me by ten or fifteen minutes. He was very very excited. Aaron was super excited. He said he didn't fall asleep last the night before until 6 a.m. Hmm. I'm wow. like, why? You were just like giddy. He's like, dude, I was so excited about today. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I tell him, uh, I said, uh, grab the three kegs that I wanted in the jockey box, bring them to the front door. I'm going to go get the truck. I go get the truck. The battery's dead. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I guess it hasn't been moved in a while. <laughs> yeah, and it's been very cold. Yeah. Um. Well, I know I can't fit everything into, well, I'm not going to fit everything into my brand new Jeep, uh, so I go to jumpstart the truck. Aaron's got cables, no worries. However, both of our car batteries are on one side of the car, the truck's batteries on the other side of the car, and the truck was parked in a spot where you can only pull up on one side. Guess which side it wasn't. So now I can't get in. Wait, which side? The one that I needed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, At least it was warm outside. Yeah, yeah, it felt fantastic. So I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, I got to go get a pair of longer jumper cables. Uh, Why didn't all- you just push the truck out? Because it's just him and I, and it's on an incline. I'd have pushed the truck out. Yeah, That's we would have pushed the truck out. Uh, you and I probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about it. <laughs> so I figure uh, AutoZone's right there. I'll run up to AutoZone. And I'll get some jumper cables, the longer jumper cables, call it a day. I need a pair anyways. I don't have one in the Jeep. I don't have one in the truck. Uh, So they've got 12-foot cables, but they're sold out of the 20-foot. Well, I had 12-foot cables, and they weren't long enough. He's like, they're 40 bucks. I can call around a couple of other stores for you to see if if they've got them. I'm like, no, I'm I'm really kind of in a bind. I I need them right now. Uh, I'm going to run someplace else. He goes, why don't you check Cross Street at Farm and Home? I'm like, all right, cool. (coughs) So I run across Street to Farm and Home. And sure as shit, 20-foot jumper cables right there. There's no price tag. I'm like, whatever, 40 bucks, I'm going to go. 
I get up to the counter and the uh, girl goes, "Yeah, it'll be ninety-seven fifty. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I fucking jumper cable. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she looks at me and I'm like, AutoZone across the street has them for forty bucks. They're just out of stock. She goes. I don't know what, t- they're $97 here. Can you just daisy chain two 12-footers together? You know, I thought about it, and I, <laughs> I don't know. Thing, but <laughs> in, a, in a pinch, in an emergency, I might have tried it. <laughs> I'm like, I, okay, you know, I got to do what I got to do. She goes, I mean, you can put them back if you want. I'm like, no, I have to get this truck started. You spent uh, 100 bucks because you didn't want to put a couple of kegs in your Jeep is what this amounts to. As it turns out, yeah, but that was not <laughs> the way my thought process was working at the time. Uh, so yeah, I did. I spent a hundred bucks on jumper cables, figuring I'll use them and then take them back. Uh, so you know, held on the receipt, the box, everything. It was clearly done bef- prior to me. This, the pair I got was very obviously used. The box yeah. was torn. It was held together with tape, and you know, I opened it up, and the zip ties, or not zip ties, but twist ties that were holding it together, had clearly been undone and redone. Somebody else had the same thought. I'm like, all right, well, that's what I'm going to do too. So I get here, jump start the truck, no problem. We load it up. I'm out of gas. Fuck. So I run up to mobile, fill up with gas. Wait, like you couldn't even start the truck? Oh, no, I was able to start oh. it, but I'm like on <laughs> absolute fumes. All right. Go to mobile, fill up the truck. Won't start again. Battery's still dead. Um, and this it, mobile's the busiest fucking gas station in St. Charles. There is not a soul at this gas station right now. At this point where I'm late, I'm running, I'm very late. Uh, I'm, I look at her, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I guess we can walk back and get one of our cars, come back down here and jump it. And he's like, yeah, man, I mean, we can walk up there. I'm like, well, let's just wait. I look around. And with that, finally, this guy pulls up. I'm like, dude, can you do me a salad and pull up over here? I need to jump. I've got the cables and everything. I just need a jump start. He's like, yeah, no problem. So he does that. We take off, end up hitting all kinds of traffic. We get there. Everything's fine. What time did but, you get there? Uh, about twelve forty-five. Ah, oh, so you got there before the festival. Before started. it started, yeah, yes. Right. But of course, everybody's giving me shit. In particular, UCBC. Everyone gives us shit when we go to any festival, Jeff. It's very true. I don't know why, but we something always happens, and yeah. we're always fucking late. Uh, but oh it takes man, us- I got to hear all kinds of stories about uh, Frosty. Uh, oh yeah, people were not happy with us for not showing up. Really? Yep. Yeah. Um, why yeah. didn't you show up? Because they hold it outdoors now. They have for two years. It's fucking miserable. So we didn't go this year. And the one thing everybody told me was it was fucking miserable. They said in this new location, they put us in, they put us, uh, put everybody in a wind tunnel, basically. Said that, uh, I think it was Mike Griffin was telling me that he went over to this one girl that was working at a brewery. He said her hand was just vibrating, that she could not get warm. He's like, You want me to pour beer for you for a little bit? You can go inside and warm up. She's like, Would you please? Uh, I think the other thing everybody too, told me how how terrible it was is that this year they used to a few years ago it used to be on the same weekend as Wolpertinger. Mm-hmm. We don't have other people that can do events, so if we were going to go down there, the odds of us going and doing Farmington and then our Frosty Brews, and then having to drive back here two and a half hours early on Sunday after doing that festival all night and doing Wolpertinger. It's like you got to pick uh, one or the other. Did you other. say you were going to be there? No. No. no so Bob Love uh, said that their jockey box throws over on the ride back. <laughs> they've, they've decided this is their last year also. Yeah. Friendship won't be back either. Uh, hey, if they put it inside, I would do it again. Yeah, I'd come back. Yeah. But they said they're done. They, they said there's no way they'll go back again because of, of the changes that have been made. Yeah. 
Uh, the after party didn't happen. Just at, not at all? At the uh, bunkhouse? Mm-hmm. No. She said, I'll tell you who I was talking to, you guys didn't show up. Nobody wanted to have a party. We sat there in the family room and watched a few good men on TV. <laughs> I go, are you fucking kidding me? We've been we've done this festival six years. The after party's the party. Everybody gets yeah. hammered, stupid drunk. Everybody shows up at our apartment or apartment, whatever you yeah, want to call it. You know, bunkhouse. Yeah. And we just get shit faced. It's a yeah. great time. No, we weren't there. Nobody partied. Do we really no bring the heat that that hard? <laughs> that's what I was told. Take it for what it's worth, but that's what that I was told. That would be the first time that uh, somebody has told us that we know how to party when we're in a they, <laughs> festival. They told me that, uh, yeah, they sat in the family room. You know where the family room is, yeah. right next to the kitchen there, and watched a few good men. That how? there was zero bunkhouse party. Did they not have the post-festival drinking at the they did. brewery side? Yep. How do you not go there and not get drunk? They're feeding you like... 40 ounce beers of whatever you want as much yeah. as you want like right. and liquor there's moonshine and whiskey and every we're the party man if you don't get drunk there then you did something wrong like if you're trying to have a good time you it's not hard to do that's disappointing for them yeah now i'm really glad that we didn't go yep <laughs> so but uh yeah the uh uh was packed there are a lot of people there um everybody seemed to have a good time uh, you know the one hallway leading from like the main dining area back to the brewery, yeah. where the one bathroom is. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody got sick in that hallway. That smell was permeating. Ew. Yeah, it was not good. Um, and that hallway, I mean, it's a legit hallway. It's what four or five yeah, feet across. It's very thin. Yeah, <laughs> and there's always a line there for the bathrooms. It's the only bathroom in the entire building. Yeah. They put like five or six porta potties outside, but it was four degrees outside. Yeah. Nobody wanted to use them, so the line was very long. And yeah, somebody yacked all over the place. Fucking oh. rookie. Um, that dude that I don't know if you remember him last year. He came sprinting. He was like one of the first ones in the shirt. The guy with the shirt. Oh, I, he was wearing a shirt. Searchception. Yeah. Search shirtception. He gets to get a he gets a photo with you every year. No, I don't know what you're talking about right now. Oh, a guy he he posted it on Untapped his review. He said my yearly picture, and he oh that's that Indian guy Robbie. Yeah, uh, yeah he got a picture with you and I at yeah. Augusta. And, yeah, yeah. No, no oh, this okay. was a guy that came. He came running up to us. He's like, "You're my first beer every year, Vanilla Cream." We're like, "Yeah, uh, dude, we didn't we, we didn't, didn't bring, bring it last that this year." year. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What?" He's like, his heart broke right there in front of us. <laughs> uh, he came sprinting up to us. He goes. Tell me you got it this year. I got it for you, man. Like, dude, if you love the beer so much, come fucking buy one. Yeah. <laughs> you get it for free at all the beer festivals. He, he come lives, support us out uh, this way, buddy. Like 45 minutes into Illinois. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> all right. I take it back. Uh, I'll bet you I had somebody. I, uh, I had 30 people come up and ask me if we distributed into Illinois because they wanted the beer so bad. Like that's It was a good feeling. Um, but yeah, he, that dude was super stoked. He was the first one there, and then Ravi came up and got his picture taken with me again. Uh, he had no interest in Aaron being in the picture this time. You know, in Augusta, <laughs> he wanted you and I. And yeah. Now Aaron could have been an invisible for all he cared. They look kind of similar, so I don't think he wanted that. Could be. Yeah. Um, it was. I had a lot of people ask if they could get my, their picture taken with me. It's bizarre. Like, 
people I've never seen before or anything yeah. else are like, yeah, can 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 we get a picture? You're a Starbucks guy. No, no, it wouldn't. Have, it was never. <laughs> no, I take that back. It was brought up by one guy who said he saw it on Leno. No, that's what I said. I'm like, dude, I, I somebody I, else would have mentioned that. We were all following that that yeah. pretty closely. So we, we that that got big, but it, not Leno big. He's like, dude, I saw that on Leno. I know I did. And I'm like, I actually haven't had. Anybody I don't think so, man. Bring that up in a while. No, in a few weeks, which is a long time by. Most in this stir yeah. terms, yeah. What'd you guys think of this last beer we just opened? I haven't had it yet. Oh, uh, this is the chocolate coconut stout. I think it's pretty good. What's the good. what's the ABV on this? Uh, six six. Yeah, I think it's right on for uh, mouthfeel. Then I, I think that's a it's six, got a great mouthfeel. Yeah, six eight actually. It's good. It's creamy. Chocolate's nice. It's not too sweet. I think the coconut's that's got pretty a good, damn good. Good flavor. I'm not a big I'll fan what, of coconut stouts, but I'll, I'll give it a three two point two five. <laughs> Outside of that IPA, which I think was old, four two four is bringing the heat, man. Yeah, yeah this really is good. some good beer. We're talking to price points, really good on it as well. I bet it, you know, six packs <laughs> and stuff. Jungle Jim says Mr. Bucks might be running for president. I forgot he's thinking about running as an oh, independent. Really? Yeah, I didn't see that. The CEO is thinking about running as an independent <laughs> in 2020. So overall, Wolpertinger was successful. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. People like it's, the beer, uh, which is what I care most yeah, about. Um, here's here's some uh, surprising news for you: perennial port, side project port. No, perennial always has like hop and tea or uh, say, perennial being there is not a big surprise. Perennials even ported at our fest. Yeah. side project. That's port. unbelievable. They brought one sixth. What'd they bring? I don't know. It was gone before. It was I a shared over beer, there. wasn't it? It wasn't even a side project. Yeah, beer. I have no idea. Uh, 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 Brett Love was telling me they brought a sixtal and then a quarter sixtal and a couple of four packs. And an hour and a half into it, they're like, "Hey, we're out of beer." Was Corey there? I don't know. By the time I got over there, they were shut down. Yeah, the sign. I saw the sign up. I doubt it. But. That, that's just one thing that pisses me off. Best brewery in St. Louis. They don't do according to that guy. Festivals. I think oh. it sucks. And I would tell him to his face that I think it sucks. I have no problem with that. I just, I think it's shitty that you don't support the go out people that and support you. Yeah, that all the people that are dropping all this coin on your beer and you can't go out and pour a couple kegs of shit. And maybe this is a new leaf for them. It's the first festival of the year they've done it. They're one for one. That's true. Well, they didn't do Frosty, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. Weird. I wouldn't count that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens in April and May when festivals start kicking off. If we see them more often, maybe with the new brewery, the additional brewery, they didn't do it before because of volume. You got to get every last dollar you can out of the, that. If you're gonna system, get but get thirty five to fifty dollars for every seven hundred fifty milliliters you make. Can't buy a three quarter million dollar house in cash by uh, giving right. away free beer at festivals, Jeff. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Is that really what you bought? Uh, we I don't it's, know. We had super fan come in here and tell us that. Like, dude, have you seen that was at Warren's house? Uh, yeah, Buddy that's Warren, right. big black or his uh, Black Friday festival. Yeah. You guys had a, a super Corey fan that was like trying to show you pictures of Corey's house. Yeah, he he like found it on I've, Zillow. Did he have his hand on his pants while he was telling you? It was fucking weird, dude. I mean, I'm sure I yeah. know who it is at some point. Yeah. We've crossed paths. 
We got about uh, 10 minutes left. Uh, should we make a big announcement? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah? Yeah. Sure. Uh, the four of us got together last week and have kind of decided that uh, perhaps the show has run its course. We're uh, about going on a uh, permanent to semi-permanent hiatus uh, in a couple of weeks here. Uh, what February twenty fifth? We've decided will be the the final show. So, uh, kind of want to let you guys know uh, what was going on. We're gonna give us a few weeks. If you got something you want us to talk about, uh, you know, ask us now. We got we got four shows left we're, that we're gonna do. Uh, maybe we'll try and get some of our uh, greatest hits back on. We'll bring Jake or Steve or whoever yeah. on that last show. We should do a just a fucking. Bottle just blowout, blowout, yeah. yeah. Was get drunk. That's my birthday, actually. <coughs> yeah. yeah, let's do that. And it says it's an appropriate day. The first day we did the show originally four years ago was February twenty fifth on my birthday. Yeah, and uh, so we're gonna go out on my birthday too. Let's get fucked up. Yeah. So, and we love doing the show. It's just uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's I think running its courses. It's, yeah, yeah so it's it's a little taxing. It's actually pretty tough to find shit to talk about every single week. You know, whenever. You know, you look at, at most podcasts, it's it's a lot easier. They got a lot more shit that they talk about with us. It's just us and, and beard. Dick jokes. You know, and, yeah. Sometimes. No dick shows so far tonight, though. No. Still have After Dark. Yeah. Uh, we do, we've done, what, 120 episodes? Uh, I think a little more than that, actually. Yeah, yeah closer to 130. Because we did, we did about 50 the first run, and we're approaching 80 this run, so... Yeah, we're approaching 130 episodes. That's uh, a lot of fucking hours of you guys listening to us talk. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. when we used to do, you know, two to three hours on Talk STL, and then you know, an hour and a half every week with us. This yeah. iteration, like, I I blame the listeners for it for coming to an end. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you um, guys, you guys are definitely the reason why. <laughs> you know, you're not sharing it enough. Uh, uh, more money if you could give us us cash. Just I like cash. Cash, you know? like drop a some billboard or something. Yeah, you know, <laughs> drop I mean, us off some envelopes of yeah. cash at the bars and. Uh, Jungle Jim says maybe we could get all marks attending. That'd be fun, but I yeah. don't know how we get the first mark two or mark one. Who was mark? Oh, uh, his sister. Uh, yeah, I'd pass on that anyway. Yeah. Uh, Tim and uh, Tim, Tim was um, new mark. Um, uh, Steve from Lagunitas was new mark. Um, Logboat. Um, Stu. Stu. I think he was a mark as well. Yeah. You know, we've had a lot of marks. That's <laughs> I don't think we could. I, I think it'd be fun. You'll be lucky if we get. Original Mark. On. I'll say if we have just Mark on, I think it's uh, going to be do, shocking. Um, maybe like a little get together, maybe here on like a Sunday or something like that, to where we can get everybody, all the the listeners that like to you know listen to us, sit around and drink some beers. Yeah. Maybe we can do some some sharing then too. Yeah, that'd be we'll cool. That'd be fun. Fun. Uh, and a little invite only bottle yeah. share yeah. for uh, listeners. Okay. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick a date and we'll put it out on Facebook. So yeah. So for those of you that have supported us from day one, man, I, seriously, we cannot thank you enough. It's It's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing this yeah. show. We appreciate uh, you all very much. But, yeah, it's it's just it's gotten a little taxing. Yeah. So. Uh, and who knows? Maybe in six, eight months we'll we'll bring it back. Yeah. yeah. We'll do another we 50 shows and then call it. Pop out the, the kid every once in a while and yeah, do a show or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening, if you want us to cover anything in our last four shows, yeah, uh, hit us up on Facebook or, you know, you see me and Justin at, at E6 or Kyle or Mark at uh, Shamrocks. You know, let us know. We'll try and work it in. Cool. Thank you so, guys all very much. And 
We do have four yeah. shows left. Yeah, four so we're we're yeah. making out like this is a this is goodbye, but it's not yet. We're gonna go through uh, February twenty fifth and get shit faced for Justin's birthday. So yeah. Uh, Kyle, you got anything coming up this week you need um, to talk about? I have theme trivia, which uh, if you go on Questionable Pursuits Facebook, um, you can see uh, it's seven different. It's seven rounds of seven different comedy movies. So. Oh yeah, um, comedy. When uh, is that coming? That's uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, we I'm still got some, I wanted to play, but we still I got, got some dunks, unfortunately. I think we got a little over um I think we normally do about 170 people, 175. I think we're about at 110. So there's still some room if you cool. guys want to come. And then I'm tapping um Sump and Single Origin from uh Forehands. They both have Sump Coffee. What was them. the uh Single Origin? It's got it's all Sump Coffee. Okay. So it'll be cool side by side to try. Nice. Ah, for sure. Yeah. That sounds actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Next weekend, <sighs> Crider Fest. We got Crider Fest. Next weekend? Fest? Two the ninth. Next weekend. Fuck. All right. All right. Uh, you guys are getting ready to get into fucking festival season again. Uh, we got, what, I always feel May. bad for May's the start yeah. of festival season. I know, but still. Like, we got a couple I, here. I feel bad for you guys. You guys fucking I don't really think have we, to work uh, hard to get those done. The early, the early uh, season ones, there's not as many of them in any, anymore as there used to be. Now we got Cast Fest, and then Ferguson. I think it's in April. April, yeah. and then then May is when it really kicks in. That's when it ramps up. Yep. Cool. So, all right, guys, we will talk to you all next week. Until then, see ya.